<laughs> they just kind of appear. Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And it's Jamie's pick. Hey, it's true. What is it? It's, uh, ooh, geez. Okay, you put me on the spot here. Uh, we're listening to David Bowie's The Rise and Fall of Ziggy's. Oh, no, I, oh, that was no. last week. Whoa. This is a long oh, title. Whoa, you got to get it off the top of your head. Don't okay. look at your notes. Don't look at your notes. Uh, uh, no, don't look at uh, your notes. What's uh, it called? We're listening to The Kinks, Lola vs. No, Power Man and The Money Ground Part 1, released in 1970. Right. Specifically, right. The Money Go Round, not The Money, the money Ground. Money Go Round. Yeah, ground. I, thought it, I thought it was Money Ground at first. Money Go Round. No, Go Round. Like a, 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 a merry-go-round. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's the end of the episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you next week. We're listening to... All right. What's, uh, tell us about this. How did you find this album? When did you first listen to it? Okay, so I found this album while I was working overnight at work. Um, Which just, work? <laughs> that makes at sense. At the office. Oh, really? Like you, this is recent? Because there's some like hits on this album. I, I, I was aware of the hits, but I hadn't sure. listened to the whole album. Yeah. And one night I was like, you know what? Let's see what the whole album is. Yeah. And I put it on, and I absolutely blasted it in the warehouse because I, I was the only one there. It was just me and the mice. Um, we work at a, a, a chemical testing facility, so there's a lot of mice. Yeah, a there's lot, a of, lot mice. of mice. They, like, yeah. they get into the chemicals sometimes. So we and think that's they're super mice. A lot of mice. Um, yeah, that's what did it. Because he's testing all the chemicals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They pay me more if I test more chemicals. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I just blasted this, and I was like, oh, this is a, kind of an interesting album. It tells sort of a story. It's sort of a concept album. It is sort of. I was very excited yeah. when I heard it was a concept album, and I was like, it's sometimes. Sort of, it sort of tells a story. Um, let me get into my little preamble, if you will. I wrote a little bit down about this, because sometimes I do research, because that is my nature. Um the Kinks were a British invasion group, along with the Beatles, uh, the Stones, the Hollies, and countless other groups. Uh, their big breakthrough internationally was to hit All Day and All of the Night, which peaked at number two uh, in the UK and number seven in the US in 1964. Uh, after this, the group tried to mount a tour of the, the US in 1965, but the tour was a disaster. Mm. The Kinks repeatedly fought with concert promoters, the Musicians Union, and their own management through a 16-show tour, which only actually played 12 shows. Uh, it culminated in the band being banned for four years from performing in North America um, by the American Federation of Musicians. Wow, get wrecked. So because of this ban, it, it meant that the Kinks were unable, unable to perform in the U.S. or Canada until the end of 1969. Mm. Their 1969 U.S. tour was similarly plagued with problems, notably the health of the members uh, and some other stuff. They, they played basically zero shows. Wow. Um, because of this, the band went back to England and attempted to record another album, and if the album wasn't a success, they were just going to stop being a band. Okay. Um, and then this album turned into Lola, um, the album explores some themes we've covered before on the podcast, uh, notably from Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Uh, that album was highly critical of the music industry, um, like albums like Welcome to the Machine yeah, and, and stuff like that. Uh, some Have of the cigar. subjects of this album are the publishers, unions, the BBC, the distribution of royalties, uh, the, you know, the being on the road. Yeah, these guys hated their contract. 
Yeah. It comes up several times. They're like, I hate paying the publishers. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, politicians themselves, uh, the the wanting to escape the, the norms of society. Good old ape man. Yeah. I want to be the uh, ape man. And music executives, which is also um, a uh, big theme of Pink Floyd's albums, Wish You Were Here, and Animals. Yeah. Um, this album came out way before both of them, though. But there are a lot of albums uh, in the British music industry that talk about how crappy it is. Uh, and this is one of them. Anyway, the kinks are Ray Davies and his brother Dave. Uh, John Dalton, he plays bass. Mick Avery, he plays drums. And on this album, John Gosling plays the piano parts. Oh, cool. And that's it. That's all Imagine I got. Imagine being named Dave Davies. Yeah, his parents must have hated him. So Dave yeah. Davies <laughs> was their younger brother. <laughs> Ray Davies is the older brother. So it's sort of like... <laughs> John Fogarty and his bro- uh, brother Tom. So Ray Davies is, of course, the more famous one of the two because uh, he's the lead singer and the songwriter of most of the songs. But he, Tom, uh, sorry, Dave Davies is the guitarist uh, on most of these tracks. Uh, I mean, Ray Davies also plays guitar, but uh, the lead guitar is Dave Davies. Hmm. I think the interesting fact I found about this online was about I don't know if you maybe saw the same thing about how this band came to be because he missed uh, like his band was playing at a bar mm-hmm. and he missed a performance. Yeah. And then, yeah. He had to form another band. basically. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. the other. So the band members that made it to the show played with somebody who was at the bar and that band turned into the Rolling Stones. <laughs> no it's way. Crazy. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. The, the story I was is like, there's no insane. way this is real. Yeah. I, looked, I was like, holy smokes, that's crazy. That's, it's that's sort of wild. It, it is sort of like how the Beatles originally had a member named Pete Besser. He was yeah. the drummer before Ringo. Yeah. The, there's a couple of albums that have come out in, in maybe the last 10 years called The the Other Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about what if Pete Besser never stopped being the drummer. So mm-hmm. it takes Pete Bester's drum parts from other songs that he's played on since leaving the Beatles. But then we'd miss out on such good hit songs from Ringo. Like Yellow Submarine. Octopus's, Octopus's Garden. 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 Yeah. Come on. Yeah, uh, that's a great a, song. That's my only thoughts about this album. I was like, wow, this is so cool. No, <laughs> uh, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think this is kind of like what I imagined a lot of classic rock would be. Sort of. It's kind of like what I imagined... Um, like every picture tells a story or Exile Main Street. Like when I just kind of thought like, oh, classic rock, it's just kind of style of music. And uh, I liked it. The, I don't think the story added anything. But no, the, the name, story doesn't really add much to it. It, it. It's very loosely a story. So the band it's like is... every few songs. I did yeah. not realize that this was a concept album or a story. I didn't really so, look it up. Yeah, it's just like I a guy joining a band and becoming popular. The, the, yeah. the band is called, like, loosely called The Contenders. The first track is called The Contenders. The contenders and they're the yeah. band. But the band is just the kinks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're complaining about stuff. Cool. Um. But yeah, no, I, I I was also pleasantly surprised. I had never listened to the whole album. I knew that people liked it, um, in the sense that um, Tom Petty wrote the his album The Last DJ, and a lot of that took uh, inspiration from the disdain that, that you know that's featured in this album, the disdain for the music industry. Um, that album came out much later, but it drew inspiration from it. So. Uh, and then Weird Al, of course, has covered Lola as oh, a different song. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's a when good I, that's not, We'll talk about it later, but um, yeah, I, I, 
think that one of the things that maybe triggers this classic rock thing is like a lot of the music riffs and concepts are pretty basic. It's just done by professionals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how Sweet Child of Mine is just like a basic yeah, scale. It's a practice, yeah. And so it's like the same thing here where I'm like, oh yeah, there's nothing like crazy complicated. But it's or at least it doesn't sound, but just done very, very well. Yeah. I thought the bass lines and a lot of the drumming on this album are very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked um, a lot of the guitar riffs here and there. What would you, what'd you think? So uh, far, you've heard from both of us. Yeah, I liked it a fair amount. You know, it's not like the best classic rock album of all time or anything. No. I think that uh, some of the piano feels a little too ragtime every now and then on just a couple songs. Um, but overall, I definitely enjoyed it. And it's got some hits that I've heard before, like Lola, yeah. uh, Ape Man, yeah. um, and that's basically it. But I mean, those are two pretty, proli- like there, pretty big some, songs. The, yeah, sure. Yeah. The, and then there's there's two there's a couple other songs that I think could have been singles too, but they weren't released as one. Um, like uh, for example, I thought maybe um, Power Man and Got to Be Free could have been a single. The, yeah. the last last two tracks on the album. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I like um, Rats. Oh yeah, rats. rats I like is, I like yeah. rats, and it does not have a lot of plays Listen, on Spotify. We'll, we'll get to rats. I was kind of all right. Already. We'll talk yeah. about rats. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about rats. <laughs> well, why, why don't we give it one more listen? Sure. Let's go. contenders yeah um you know i thought it was interesting it's a song about who a guy who isn't particularly smart but he knows he wants to be a musician hey he's got a goal yeah you know gotta respect it yeah he, he you know he straight out says i ain't smart enough to be a like a mathematician i can't be a politician i'm not gonna make roads for a living i'm gonna mm-hmm. be a musician i'm gonna make a bunch of money yeah, I like the cute folky intro. Yeah. It's fun. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. And the meat of the song is decent enough. I like the drum beat. I like a little off kilterness about it. And there's some tasteful harmonica. It's hard to complain. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I like how th- this is a common theme um, for this album, but I, I for just about every one of these songs I wrote, I like how layered the guitars are. Yeah, there, I agree. There are multiple guitars. The guitars sound rich. If not just the guitars, then I find that they... Um, layered everything together really well. Like the yeah. piano actually fits pretty it nicely. Plays nice chords a lot yeah. of the time. It fills it out. Yeah, yeah, it fills out the sound pretty well. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I liked how it starts. I liked how it goes from that quiet intro into this kind of driving bass line and drum beat with some just little like, cool guitar. Like you said before, like it's not anything overly complicated or technical, but it just it they do it well. It feels mm. fun. Yeah, it, the riff is somewhat catchy. Yeah, I like the guitar riffs and the breakdown a little over a minute and a half in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is kind of short and sweet. It's yeah, good. The, the the whole album, like, I I don't think there's a song that's almost too long on the entire album. Um, yeah. There, there's some songs that are under two minutes that I think are pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell, did you have any thoughts? No, just pretty much that it's fun and quick and fun intro. I uh, I like Strangers, though. Yeah. It has a ton of plays on Spotify. 
It, you know, do you know why? No. It's featured in the soundtrack to the Wes Anderson film, The Darjeeling Limited. Oh, I love oh. The Darjeeling yeah. Limited. Oh. Um, it, is a, it is one of two songs on the album written by Dave Davies. It's about <laughs> old Dave Davies. Good old Dave Davies. That's going to crack me up every Jim time. Jim James and Dave, David <laughs> <James>. Davies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave wrote this song about a friend he lost to drugs and how the drugs gradually, gradually separated them until mm. they were strangers. I uh, I like the song. I just kind of wish they'd kept up the energy at the start of the album mm-hmm. um, and saved this one for the second half. That's actually my only like major complaint about this one is it kind of does a big up and down thing a lot, which makes a little sense more for a concept album. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was just listening to it without any knowledge of that, I kept going like, oh, cool, another slow song. Oh, now it picks up. Now it's slow again. Yeah. And that was, that's like my only real issue with it. I wish they reorganized the tracks a bit. But The drum outro on this one, it kind of ends with like a slow drum beat. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's like, it's it like someone being... It didn't need to be being, a fade out. It was a nice touch, but it didn't need uh, to be a fade out. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, I like the acoustic and the simple drum beat, especially when the drums play the song out at the end. I just think that it takes too long because it goes for a while and then fades out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like the song. I feel like the vocals are a little bit quiet. Um, and I'm not a huge fan because it's like it's got the Beatles style where the piano is in one ear and the guitar is in another ear, yeah. and I'm like, this is very odd. Um, I bet you it sounds very strange on spatial audio too. Mm. Probably, yeah. 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 And uh, the drums play through both, so it's very clear and satisfying. But again, distracts from the already kind of quiet vocals. Mm. But I like the short and sweet chorus. It's yeah, just, it's cute. It's a cute song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark Street. That's a song about finding a music publisher, but the music publisher doesn't really like your music. But he signs you anyway because yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to miss out on finding the next yeah. Beatles. And then it is popular. They're thumping it in the streets. Yeah. Um, I like the lazy singing on this one, and the switch to like old timey Americana music at one. Yeah, it's like an old timey like cabaret sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It's odd, but it's fun. Uh, apparently, it's like a callback to like British music halls. Like like we're like sort of like a cabaret or like a. Yeah. I always associate this with like old America. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, I guess everything came from England for over here. England. But yeah. uh, it's a fun song. I could see myself listening to this on its own. It's a little goofy, but I, the only thing I don't want is I don't like the cough at the start. Oh, I don't know the headphones. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, I listened like, to oh. headphones. I didn't notice the cough. I didn't notice that either. But uh, maybe it's an Apple I, I Music mean, I thing. I listen to it on the LP. I have it actually on the machine right now. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the same sentiment uh, as from Have a Cigar. Yeah. You're, you walk into a music office and they don't know who you are, but hey, which one's Pink? Yeah. Which one's the Kinks? Oh, yeah. 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 Which of you is kinked? Yeah. <laughs> which one of you is kinky? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm not crazy about his singing. I don't, I don't know if it was like just the way he's kind of belting it out sometimes, um, but that was like my only complaint about Denmark Street. I actually I th- wish his sing was a little better on it. I think it has something to do with it. You're trying to sound like... Like the, not the circus leader, but you know, like some guy ah, up on stage being like, ah, yeah, you're yeah, at the yeah. New show. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, get back in line. I like this song. I wrote it was kind of like Denmark Street, but better. <laughs> it's kind of short too. Yeah, it's got more interesting drums. Uh, I'm not crazy about the fade out, but it's also not super long. And I, th- I thought the guitar was more interesting and the singing was better. Like, I, I would basically just listen to this instead of Denmark Street every time. Sure. 
Yeah, I wish they crashed the drums instead of fading out. Yeah. I, think sense. I think it's a good song as well. I like the pacing and the simple in- instrumentation. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy to bob along to. And I like how things slow down quite a bit the second time the chorus comes around. Totally. It's almost like that kind of like lack of faith after he's been passed up that first time. Like the second time, it's just like, all right, like I'm waiting. This guy's going to decide if I get to eat today. Like it's yeah. uh, it's a little bit more pessimistic. And I like uh, I like that touch. It's uh, an interesting song, song concept. The only time I've ever even seen in media like this fisherman in Britain yes. is from uh, like across the universe. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Or whatever yeah. the main character is. Works um, on one or whatever. Th- there's another good one. Um, there's a Marlon Brando movie called On the Waterfront and he's a stevedore. Stevedore. That's a, a cool name. What's a stevedore? It's, it's a person who unloads ships. Oh. Like a longshoreman. Okay. Um, he's uh, waiting at the docks and the union foreman just looks at him and goes, you're not getting work today. Like mm-hmm. and this is like multiple days in a row, mm-hmm. and then he finally loses his patience with it. That's very familiar for some reason. I don't think I've seen that. I could movie. have been a contender. I don't know. No wait, no, that's 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 something else. Um, yeah. That's a different. Movie. Oh well, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. Um, but but yeah, it used to be common that you had to go down to the Union Hall if you're going to get work. Yeah, because the Union Hall controlled you know whatever you were trying to do, being a carpenter or whatever. Um, this is also self-referential to their ban by the musicians union. So the, the kinks had been banned by, so they couldn't, they couldn't eat because they couldn't perform in the United States. What'd they do? Remember they got banned in 1960? I know, but like, what did they eat? What? You said they couldn't eat. No, no, no. They couldn't get work. Yeah. How'd they, how'd they eat? Go to the food bank? I don't know. No, they 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 were successful in English. Just get I don't, a job. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't just know get what a job. Trying to, they they had several. Hey, please. Well, you when, said they when could... there's somebody on the street here in current times, how do they eat? I don't like, know. Obviously, things happen, or they get a job, or they find food. Or I genuinely do not know. I know it's sad. You can donate down in the link in the show notes. You sure can. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the multiple layered guitars on this song. Uh, I thought the story was sort of interesting, and, uh, and much like you guys said, I, I don't think it needed to end it on a. On a fade out, yeah. ending on a drum crash would have been interesting too. Yeah. Then we get into Lola. Oh. oh my God, it's the Weird Al Yoda song. It's Yoda. My jaw dropped. <laughs> it was like listening to I Love New York, uh, where my jaw just dropped, and I was like, Oh my God, this is a great song because I was like, It's Yoda, <laughs> yeah. which was like my favorite Weird Al song as a kid, even though I'd never seen Star Wars. I was just like, This is a catchy song. It's catchy, and this song is still catchy. Yeah, and somehow tasteful. It's respectful, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Because it, uh, if you don't know, it's about uh, a trans, him falling in love with a trans person. Yeah. And he doesn't care. Does not care. Yeah. And even though some of the depictions seem a little borderline, mm-hmm. like how masculine and she is, blah, 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 still stays very tasteful and they fall in love. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I kept waiting for it to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> you got used to um, that terrible album we listened to and the Rolling Stones one. Uh, yeah, there's some bad ones. But yeah. for, you know, uh, 53 years ago, I was like, this is going to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, the, the song was very controversial when it came out, as you can probably imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was banned in Australia. Uh, crazy Australians. And then um, they kept asking Ray Davies why. And like, wh- like do you have... Why did you write this song? And why is Lola a man? And stuff like that. Well, he said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what sex Lola is. I think she's okay. Wow. Yeah. What a Renaissance man. Yeah. But so so like he didn't he didn't straight out 
the the band has gone on multiple times saying that the song there there are sex positive and the band does not care. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the song went to uh, number two in the UK, number nine in the US, and in Canada it also went to number two. Yeah, this is I think the best song on the album. Sure, uh, it is very very good. It's oh, it, it, the the little guitar melody, the mm-hmm. yeah, really catchy. Yeah, it's got an easy to sing chorus, fun guitar licks. Um, there's multiple guitars on this album. Four yeah. guitars play on this particular track. It's wow. really interesting. My, I think my only like my only problem is it just drags on a little too long at the end because mm. it, it gets a little repetitive and then they fade out. I just wish it was like one bar shorter or like a big crash, um, like a big crash at the end or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, it definitely says Lola a lot at the end. I don't know if I necessarily mind, but it's I not, do. I can't understand. It's not the worst, and I still really like the song. I just wish it was just like just one bar. It's shorter. got a chorus you can sing along to. Yeah, know? totally. Lola. Yeah. I like when he spells stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> Coca Cola. And... Oh, so, okay, that's another thing. Yeah, so, the, that one the, song, got the song had to or be re recorded for the what? BBC because they had a ban on. Using commercial oh, things. Yeah, it's like advertising. Yeah, yeah. So it changed yeah. to cherry cola? Yeah, it changed it to cherry cola. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so if you... Some original pressings have one or the other version on it. It'll say in brackets whether it's Coca-Cola or cherry cola version. Mm. Yeah, you mine, better get mine, the, the yeah. original Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah. which is yours? Do you have cherry or Coca? I have Coca-Cola. C-O-S. I'm both. LA yeah, I, I own two copies of the zone. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend checking out the... The Yoda version by Weird Al. Oh, specifically, specifically, the one with Jody DiPiazza live. Because she's 13 years old. And it's like uh, a chorus of people who are uh, have disabilities or different abilities. Sure. And she plays piano and sings with him. Kills it. It's such a banger live oh, rendition. Cool. One of my favorite live song performances. He played it live when I saw him at so Art good. Park. Oh, in, man. I'm oh, so jealous. In New York. I'd love to see Weird Al live. That'd be good. I, was, I saw him when I was like eight. But yeah? yeah? Hell yeah. This maybe like five years ago. Mm. Yeah. Great mm. show. Uh, Top of the Pops. I don't like the intro. Oh, uh, the intro is actually how the Top of the Pops program begins. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I feel like it's too much like, yes, our song is Top of the Pops. Mm. We are saying that it is. Mm. And so they do the Top of the Pops intro. Um, they got the guy from the BBC to do it. That is cool. Yeah. Props for that and not just like ripping it off of the radio or something. And well, then this is like where it gets it back in. into being about the story again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, so like, so, again, so it's like, well. Lola is the guy from the beginning of the song falling in love with the trans woman. Yeah, but it's also kind of just a song about a guy falling in. Tr- like, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's actually cohesive. Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not. Yeah. But this one, it kind of gets back to it. I'm not a fan of the verses in the song. But I do really like the instrumental break just after the minute mark where the guitars and drums slowly ramp up and get louder yeah. and louder for like a minute. Yeah. I was really, back into the song. I really like that, yeah. The interlude is to the tune of Land of 1000 Dances, which was made popular by Wilson Pickett. The na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Na, na, na. yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, the main guitar riff sounds like Wild Thing. Oh, yeah. And it drove me yeah, nuts. You know, what, you know what's funny? It because does. the Trogs are another British group. Yeah, yeah, and Wild Thing came out like four years before this. And I, I was like... I can't stop singing Wild Thing while listening so, to so this song. Both songs, both songs, the riff, so Land of 1000 Dances and Wild Thing were top of the pops. Oh, hilarious. It's intentional. Okay, yeah. okay. If it's yeah. intentional, tongue-in-cheek, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Um, 
I like how they reference sort of that they're they're bigger than Jesus moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, I like the fuzzy guitar solo around two thirty. Yeah. yeah, it's a good touch. Uh, they didn't fade out. No, this is the end of side one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, top of the pops ends, and then the money ground begins the uh, the second half. That, so the that, money grow around. That money do go round. Mm-hmm. Uh, it explains the chain of custody of royalties. It's funny. Yeah. yeah I, it's funny, but still good. Yeah. Because it's hard sometimes to make something that's humor-based, but mm, still listenable. It's two minutes long. Thank God. Yeah. I don't like the money go round. I wrote, I could do without it. I know this album's from 1970, but I don't like how old-timey, almost ragtime it sounds sometimes. Oh, I, I, I think I like that. Part. Really? Yeah. Oh. Especially paired with the lead singer's voice. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan, but thankfully, it's goofy. thankfully yeah, it's goofy, it is yeah. short. It's goofy about how everyone's taking their money. I get it. And he has to pay this person who pays this person, and this person gets part of it, but I don't get anything until this person gets paid, and they it's get this not, part. I was like, oh. It's not the lyrics I have a problem like, with. Like, I it's get it. The, you sound an awful contract. It's the sound. <laughs> yeah, of it, song. it's great because so so the success of this album meant that they could finally get out of this awful contract. And they you didn't they, like it. sue to get out of it or something? They sued to get out of it. So for a while, this album didn't actually have a publisher oh, because crazy. they sued their publisher and then the success of the album meant that they could sign a better contract with rca they were able to build their own music studio and then the kinks continued recording until like 1990 um i have a lot of kinks albums now because i i um i went to the auction and then like (laughs) here's five records from the kinks i was like okay sure um anyway we'll talk about that later um I don't know. I like it. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that the, the, they break it down. Uh, you know who who's screwing them uh, at that. You know any particular moment. Um, you know it's kind of fun. It's short. Um, this time tomorrow, kind of cool. Yeah, I like uh, it. Has some really. I like the little. Uh, so the solo on that is played on a resonator guitar, like a oh, steel guitar. Oh yeah. yeah, cool. That's why it kind of sounds like a banjo and a yeah, guitar. Yeah, I time. was wondering that. Yeah. I was wondering as well, which is funny because I used to. Play a resonator. Yeah, and yeah, did oh, not, yeah. wasn't able to place it, but I really like it. This is a uh, this is great pacing. I really like the pacing of the song. Yeah, I like the long flight intro that cuts into this quick chorus like right off the bat. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're back in the USSR sort of because oh, that begins yeah, with a kind plane. of yeah. Oh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, and then the verse isn't much slower than the chorus, which is nice. So things just kind of keep moving. Mm-hmm. And then the the bridge, which leads into an awesome uh, resonator solo. I really liked it. And the lyrics, I love flying, so the imagery was. Like really hit me. I was like, man, this is a good song. Yeah, I, I really, it. I really like the nice steady piano in the background throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, um, and then it goes really, suddenly hard around two forty five. Yeah. it's like all of a sudden just really comes at it. It's yeah, really good. yeah. John Gosling is a great piano. Player. Yeah, without like overstating itself or anything. I don't know. It's good. Uh, I liked yeah the lead guitar or no the vocals. I like the lead vocals and the quieter backing vocals to kind of fill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a simple but effective guitar. It does so, and, sort yeah, of a harmony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It is weird because the song has a fade out. It's a fake fade it out. It crashes at the end yeah. as it's fading out. I was like, what is going on? It's I, yeah. a weird mix. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote good song that has a fake fade out. Yeah. It's like getting quieter and it's like. Yeah. What? Okay. A long way from home. It's a nice slower song near the end of the album. I kind of wish it ended the album. Yeah. Especially because it's like from the viewpoint of somebody who knows this person who got famous. Yeah. It's like, again, a weird place to put this. Yeah. Uh, it's forgettable, but it's a it's decent o- enough song. It's okay. It's short yeah. and sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just somebody confronting someone who's out of touch, who's forgotten where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. That I is. thought it was fun. Uh, it's not 
you're right. It's not the best song on the album, but it's okay. It pads it out. And um, then rats. Now that's a kind of fun. I, it's just a good name for a song. Yeah. Rats. I really like rats. Um, I just, like I said before, I wish they'd swap the order a bit and put rats like closer to the start. And then some of the slower songs closer to the end. Um, but I think it's really good. It's it's got a pretty good uh, baseline. It's got good singing. It's got a good chorus. Sure. Um, I don't know why it's like not as well liked at least on Spotify because I I don't know this was one of my favorites on the album for sure. Yeah, you know it's a, it, the intro riff is really good. Yeah. Um, it's a song about politicians. Yeah, <laughs> rats, rats. <laughs> yeah, this is a good old fashioned rock song, and the yeah. dual guitars really complement each other, and the drums are excellent and punchy. I like the quick transition to the chorus as well. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. This is really the other it. song written by Dave Davies on this album. Uh, it was the last one he wrote for the Kinks until their 1978. What was the first one? Uh, the first one was uh, Strangers. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Strangers, Lola, and this song are probably the top three for me. Sure. Ape Man. Great song. I want to <laughs> I wanna live like an ape man. This is please. an interesting one. If this had one masturbation joke, it would be a ween song. <laughs> like it's oh, so yeah. close to being a ween song i was like what is going on i like the piano intro that plays off the main riff from rats and the lyrics some of the lyrics are relevant today with overpopulation inflation and threat of war i don't want to die in a nuclear war yeah he yeah. doesn't he doesn't want to uh, like um the, the he talks about pollution yeah. overpopulation yeah uh, the traffic in cities and stuff like that he just wants to escape somewhere where that doesn't bother him anymore that's kind of what kills me is all this stuff has been talked about for decades scientists well, have been complaining for look, so long look but... at what's going on the the uh, marvin gay album came out the same year he talks mm. about like how the the you know the fish are full of mercury yep. and the sky yep. is full of pollution yep. and stuff like that it's like well what, if we well, knew about it in 1970 yeah. why, why well, don't we deal with it the ozone layer was like a big deal and yeah. then we kind of fixed it and then everyone's like, cool, that's enough. We didn't fix it. We stopped damaging it. Sure. No, it's. I thought it was coming back a little it's bit. It's coming back, but yeah. we, did, we, did, we didn't like heal it. We just made yeah. it stop growing. Yeah. Because yeah, we would have lost the ozone layer by now. Which is pretty key. Um, yeah, so- this song feels a little bit long. I think maybe it's just because it's so goofy that it like, keeps your attention pretty solidly yeah. the whole thing. It does, especially and in the lyrics. I'm just like, okay, I hear the chorus again. Like This song is kind of still going. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad song, though. No, uh, although I will say that faking a Caribbean accent is probably... Oh, yeah. Listen, they won't be transphobic, but racism's still on the table. (laughs) Maybe it's a referential (laughs) accent. Ray Davies has has at least acknowledged that faking a Caribbean accent is no longer socially acceptable. Did he actually straight up do that? Yeah. Good for him. He's come out. You know... know, it's a great song. I'm glad people like it, but we probably wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this uh, Ape Man is featured in the uh, 1986 film Club Paradise starring Robin Williams, uh, sure. which is set in the Caribbean. Uh, it is used heavily in the first episode of the comedy series The Last Man on Earth. Mm. Oh, what that's where song. I've heard yeah. it. I knew I've heard this in TV or movies somewhere. The song went to number 19 in Canada, number 5 in the UK, number 45 in the US. It was not a major hit in Why didn't it do that well in the States? I'm not sure. charted. This yeah. is such a weird song. I like it. It's kind of fun and goofy, yeah. though. Uh, at a time when like reggae was sort of coming in. Yeah. Uh, I want to live like an ape man. Um, what's his name? Eric Clapton hadn't writ- uh, stolen I Shot the Sheriff. Oh, yet. God. He stole so much. Uh, Power Man. 
This is my favorite song in the whole album. Oh, yeah? Mm. It's okay. I'm not as crazy about it as I am Lola or Ape Man or Rats. Uh, I kind of wish, but I did like it. My mm. only wish was, again, I wish they front-loaded the album with the like the last three songs, like Ape Man, Power Man, Rats, Gotta Be Free, um, instead of putting it all at the end. Uh, I guess so. It's a decent enough song. I always find it kind of ironic when wealthy artists have songs about the rich. Like, these guys weren't... I don't Small know if they were technically them. wealthy. Yeah, they weren't at wealthy point. at this point. I yeah. don't know, man. But I always find it weird. And I like the little dig about how they share royalties again. Yeah. Like, you can't talk about the rich and then complain about not having... I don't know. It's always just weird to me. Yeah. But they just, you know, they pull a Taylor Swift, re-record her albums. You know, you could have figured that out in the uh, 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure how publishing works in the UK because copyright uh, differs from country yeah. to country, right? I like the message though. Eat the rich. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's about how there's a, you know, there's a powerful man that's controlling their whole lives. Yeah. Um. I always thought the I thought the riff was kind of good. Like the, it kind of feels heavy over the top of the song, and it kind of, I don't know, not uh, driving like a driving. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, like a beat on the on the riff. It's kind of cool. Um, other than that, yeah, I understand why it wasn't a, uh, a single. Uh, I, I think really the reason that there weren't more singles from this album was because they didn't have a publisher. Sure. And their last couple tours weren't all that successful. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, the, the, this album was enough to reinvigorate the band. They put out a series of very good albums after this. Um, I own a couple of them. Uh, but anyway, Got to Be Free, last song in the whole album. I've got to be free. That's a different song. <laughs> no, it's I want to break free. I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm kidding. Thank you, Freddie. It was beautiful too. Um, it kind of begins like the first song. Yeah. yeah. I don't want this album to end like this. Like I don't know. It's a rock album. I want to end with a rock song. Yeah. I I just kind of was like, okay, I guess the album's over now. Yeah. Well, it ends. It ends like well, the song is like three minutes long. It kind of ends like a. It's a rock song. I just, I thought it was another pretty cool song that I wish they'd put earlier. Yeah. That was my only issue. Again, I, I the ordering on this one kind of bugged me sometimes. But I like it. I, yeah. I think it's a good song. The, the I guess the idea of the song is that he's finally gotten free from his bad contract yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I uh, get it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the uh, the way the piano and the bass play along with each yeah. other is kind of cool on good. it. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have any other thoughts on it. It's a pretty good song. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's solid. Fun. Yeah. Fun enough. Yeah. But what about the record itself? Oh, let's talk about the record you've, itself. You have two copies. I own two copies. Well, oh, he's getting away from his microphone. He doesn't I apologize to the listener at home. One moment, please. All right. Hey, so I own two copies of this album. Uh, the one in my right hand, uh, you're not here, listener, but these guys are, is the 2021 reissue of the album. It's Covers a double, cool. yeah. double gatefold. What's on the front? Uh, you get, uh, I assume this is Lola on the one side and Power Man on the other, or it's both the Davies brothers. I don't know. Crazy. Charles Manson. Who knows? And then on the back, you get a Vitruvian man, but it's not. It's Ray Davies' face. That's cool. Um, and he's inside of a spirograph yeah. because it's the 70s. I love spirographs. They look so neat. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And the front's got a spirograph on it, too. And it's got the handwritten label, Lola versus Power Man and the Money Ground Part 1. There was never a Part 2. I was wondering. was a lie. I was uh, wondering so about sad. that. Yeah. The inside has all the lyrics and another Vitruvian Man. Very nice. 
Um, uh, yeah, it, I like how it's just the back again. It's like <laughs> interesting. You didn't have anything else to put add to this. And then the hey, inside, the lyrics. The lyrics are there. The inside is a nice. It's just book. the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> The it's cover yeah, of this book the is front the cover. Again. It's a nice booklet explaining Ooh. the like pictures of the band and explaining the color the, photos. Yeah, and well, this is a 2021 release. <laughs> at least yeah, it, explains, it explains the the you know the climate at the time they were making it. And, it was 30 you know, degrees. Yeah, it was, it was, it was warm. Um, you know, like it was what it was like day. recording the album and stuff like that. It's kind of sweaty. Neat. Uh, the album has the same label as the original. Um, release so it has it it pretends it's a release from pi records even though it is not pi records hasn't existed in a million years that's a long uh, time ex- except um it's on 200 gram vinyl yo it's ultra heavyweight it is probably one of the best sounding recordings i own um but it it, it, it is heavy it is a heavy piece of vinyl and my original copy is a original like 1970 pressing. It's got the same art style. The only thing different about it is the catalog number in the top left. So the catalog number for this one is a Pi Records one. The other one I think is MCA or whoever released it. Um, and it is much thinner vinyl, but it's still good. Uh, it is still good pressing. Uh, it did not come with the the booklet, of course, but it's got the lyrics in the middle as well. Neat. Um, it sounds pretty cool. It's got a nice warm tone because I think it's been, it, you know, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. I don't listen to this one very often because the other one is a much better recording. But um, for both of them, I did not pay very much money. So I paid, um, I got a four record lot from the auction that had four different Kinks records in it. And I paid $20 for all four. It's pretty good. So in, in actuality, I paid five bucks for this record. How much was the twenty twenty one repress? Uh, the twenty twenty one repress was twenty four dollars. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, not yeah. better. Yeah. So uh, and I think it's it's a fairly good decent value because you get the nice gatefold. Um, a, a lot of the you know it's just not a gatefold anymore. So doesn't need to be. There's only one LP. So hmm. how about your thoughts? Ooh, Bell, you go first. I feel like this is what Exxon Main Street wanted to be. Or, <laughs> or what I wanted from Exxon Main Came Street. Came out in the same year. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did it? No. Yeah, very similar. I think this yeah. is two years before. Yeah. Uh, with an unobtrusive story that sometimes feels a little forgotten. Simple yet diverse rock sounds and a high production value. This is a great album that I definitely recommend checking out. I'm putting it in the fifth spot underneath The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway by Genesis and above Prozac's Hot Show. It was tough to decide whether to put this above Genesis but the lamb, Lo- the lamb lies down Broadway is just such a diverse album with some real ten out of ten bangers on it. Uh, so this is album is it's in good company, you know. I'm excited to listen to part two. <laughs> if I'm they excited. ever put it out, <laughs> if they ever record it, yeah, yeah. If they ever put it out. Yeah, Ray Davies is like in his seventies; he's probably never gonna put <laughs> well, it. Well, it's out. coming yeah. soon. Um, I liked it. You know, I think it's an eight out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I liked most of the songs. I just kind of wish the order was a little different. It's some pretty just solid classic rock with a bit of old-timey piano, but since over the half the album isn't, like, based on that old-timey piano sound, it's fine. I'd be perfectly happy to own this album, mostly for Ape Man, Lola, and Rats. Um, but yeah, right. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and if I was to, like, list favorite classic rock albums, it would probably make that list. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, you know it's, it's, it's always fascinating. We talk about this often is like what is bell like about music <laughs> yeah and we don't know 
I still don't know. It baffles me because because I fully expected Bell to come in and be like, album sounds old. It does. It, it sounds poo poo doo doo. It's what I want old music to sound like. Interesting. That's legit. Yeah. I, now I gotta pick. Now I gotta find another album that sounds like this album, <laughs> but just, different. But different. Anyway, I, I don't. A little bit more like Genesis, though. Just a little. A bit. little bit more. Like, do you want me to just listen to another Genesis album? No, 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 no. <laughs> no more Genesis. Okay. Um. Anyway, this is an album I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, when I listened to it alone in the warehouse, the, I think the sound of it, like, you know, because it was filling that room. Oh yeah, it really. That helped. room is so big, right? Yeah. It Concert just, hall. Yeah. It. it it sounded interesting to me. I just thought it was so much fun. Um, and that's why I bought the copy of it. Uh, it was, wasn't one that was on my radar uh, before that. And this is probably like, this is like February. Um, Dang. So, yeah, so I haven't owned this album for very long. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's probably, this is like an 11 out of 13. This is probably one of my favorites from, from this entire year. Yeah, um, it's a good record. Yeah, I, I I'm really glad I picked it up. It's it's just yeah. one of those ones where I looked at it and I was like, maybe one day I'll I'll listen to this one. But then I did, and I enjoyed it. Nice. So, Pluff, what are we listening to next week? Uh, we are listening to our first Scott album, oh. Streetlight Manifesto. Everything Here goes I numb. Am doing everything I, I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Superman. No. All right, well, join us next week when we listen to Streetlight Manifesto. Because here I am. (laughs) And not Goldfinger. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.